0: this is a production of 1217
1: media what up what up what up welcome to this episode of 94 feet with coach jt uh, do me a favor please subscribe to the podcast leave a like and your comments are definitely welcome as i just continue to grow this platform and i uh, man upgrade. i made some new changes uh, bring the show to you on an even more consistent basis add some dope new guests as i keep going to the second season i'm 100 man 25 50 episodes in i stopped keeping count But I appreciate everybody for tapping in with me and um, joining along in this process. Um, Don't forget, though, hit the website, 94feetwithcoachjt.com. We got your merch, we got your updates, we got a full profile on myself and the show um, and everything, man. Shout out to uh, the homie, Courtney, man. Take care of the uh, website for me. You need uh, somebody website design, tap in with Courtney, man. He's one of the best out here. Um, All right, let me get to this intro of my guest today. Um, She's a marriage and family therapist and professional clinical counselor who merged the world of psychology with education in her practice as a MFT PCC, she she uses a trauma informed lens to coach others towards a deeper connection with self and discovering personal purpose. Um, she is also a nationally recognized educational consultant who has a pronounced ability to co-create safe spaces through the facilitation of conversation regarding trauma restorative mindset. D.E.I.S.E.L. And um, also believes in mental health as well. She uh, definitely the advocate for mental health. Last but not least, she believes in cultural co-creating safe learning environments through a heightening of awareness of choice. She's also supporting evidence-based practices using an experimental learning um, modality to provoke meaningful thought, meaningful thought, maintain optimal engagement, and support healthy discussions and dialogue. None other than Ms. Denicia Rowland, the CEO and founder of Restoration Coaching LLC.
0: Oh, that was a mouthful, huh?
1: (laughs) It was all right. Hey, but you see, I try to pace myself, make sure I give you all your flowers and uh, get it done right. And i give you accolades too. So how are you doing today? Thanks for um, tapping in with me.
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm doing great. No, thank you. I know this is, this has been a long time coming.
1: I know, right? We spoke about it back and forth, things tried to slow it down, but you've been doing your thing, I see on different levels and keep going. And I appreciate the, the, as we know, right, the code communication back and forth, adjusting our schedules to make this happen.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So definitely before we get to the, the work that you're doing, though, we got to give the listeners and viewers a little bit of background about yourself and where you're from.
0: I am originally from uh, Southern California, so I grew up in Pomona. So shout out to P-Town. Um, so I'm, so
1: I'm going to hold you right there real quick. I'm going to okay. give you a pass because, you know, you've been in SAC okay. for a little bit now, but we Northern Cal up here, but you gonna <laughs> you know, so cal- nah, I'm just messing with you.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. So I, I, I grew up in Southern California, mm-hmm. but when I transitioned to Northern California, I feel like I'm uh, this is like home. My home. yeah that's so true. it's it's like my home away from it's like my way my home away from home that's and hard. it's smaller than what I thought it's it's it's, it's really happy. yeah it's like <laughs> people people know people and I'm like oh you know okay yes. so it, it happened with you and uh your sister yeah so that <laughs> that was that was a dope experience yeah. so that's
1: I'm just, so funny like I mean shout <laughs> out to my other half man usually it's uh yeah you, you coach JT sis I'm like she's like boy I'm tired of hearing that but now I was like oh you Dr. Stockdale's brother? Yes, that's me. <laughs> <it. laughs> but you know, she definitely made that be known. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the one, man. She's definitely dope in her work too and pushing the education forward Okay, from, from, from SoCal though. So real quick about the adjustment. What, how long, what actually, what made the adjustment, if I may ask? Because that's a, usually people leave here and go down to LA.
0: Yes.
1: But coming up from the LA sector, like, uh, you know, it's not as popular as a move for that. What what brought that about for you, if I may? So,
0: ask? so originally the the reason that I came was because of family. So extended okay. family. But then once I got here, um, I started to make connections and then I started working at an educational consultancy. Okay. Um, and then I started to finish my master's program. And so when I was done with my master's program, I actually went back to SoCal okay. um, and I was flying all over California up and down, back and forth. And I was like, nah, I gotta make this move. So I just picked this up and then moved us to uh, Northern California, uh, because I had relationships already kind of rooted here Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to business and ever since i started my own business i just kind of capitalized on those relationships and business is doing good it's doing well
1: very that's i mean i tell a lot of the boys i coach and just people that that's that's probably one of the most important things you could have in your arsenal is is a relationship with certain people i mean communication is key as we both do in the communication field talking to people uh Mm -hmm. shaking hands saying hello just you know just some capital conversations can go a long way You talked about getting the master. Let's talk about the education piece a little bit before we get into the work. What was the deciding factor of you shifting or getting into this type of work that you do? Anybody particular or any situation you've gone through where you can like, you know, what this is what I want to do because what I see now is not the hope to a lot of the students or young uh, educate education kids education right now aren't always like I want to be this when I get older or Mm -hmm. they don't have you know especially now work like this it's not appealing to them. But for you, what was that kind of factor or what kind of played a part in that?
0: So that's a great question. I grew up in church. So I'm a PK kid. My dad was a pastor before he passed away. He's been gone for like 15 years now. But he he left like an imprint. And my mother, she's like a God-fearing woman. So I still have that example. Mm -hmm. Um, but growing up in church, I would see um a lot of people get married and then turn around and get divorced very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so as a child, looking at my parents, and you know, to this day, I think they, if my dad was alive, they would be married for like 32 years or 35 Mm -hmm. years. So I saw, um, you know, the epitome of a, a God fearing, beautiful marriage. But then I saw all these relationships and marriages in church, um, in the religious community, just like just falling apart. Mm -hmm. And so as a kid, I wondered like, okay, what's, what's happening in, in behind closed doors, right? I was going to write a book called behind closed doors. And so when I started to experience my own personal experience in regards to being, um, married, I'm no longer married, but when I was married, I started to realize like, this, this is, this is wild. Right? This is wild. What is what's what's going on? And and me in general, I love to try to understand why people think the way that they do. Right. Mm -hmm. I love to keep a watch. I'll go to the park, you know, sit in the car. I probably look like I'm I'm cuckoo for cocoa plus, but I'll sit in the park Mm -hmm. and I'll just be sitting there just observing human behavior. And Mm -hmm. so I started to think to myself, okay, you know, in my undergrad, I was like, okay, this kind of sucks. I don't really like these classes. But then when I got into the master's program, It was like, wait, this is what God was preparing me for. This is Mm -hmm. what I want. I want to understand people. I want to understand relationships. And what I realize is it always goes back to that, um, intra work, right? It always goes Mm -hmm. back to me. And we point the finger so many times we try to understand, you know, why are these barriers and why is this person treating me like this? And why is this happening? And it's like, well, hold on. You may need to self reflect and see what you're allowing. Mm -hmm why this is like it, it heightens your awareness and so that's that's why i kind of got started not kind of got started but that's what got me started in the business that i do yeah
1: that's a great point i mean it's not a bad thing to self-reflect but also it's just you improve yourself or you at least know how to change some things or do things different the if you're blessed with a second time another opportunity or if you're fortunate right because absolutely through experiences and trials for relation no matter what it is you either learn you should learn or you know i mean you, you, you you get some type of it's a reaction to everything so you're like oh, okay well this got me this I might not want to try the or if it for yeah. you, like okay I want to stick to this because what I'm looking for is what I want you know mm-hmm. so that's definitely something that so during this process um, did you go to school here in Northern Cal as well or SoCal
0: so I did both um, oh. so I got my I received my undergrad so I have a bachelor's in psychology and a okay. minor in social okay. I got it from uh, Cal State San Bernardino Okay. And then um, I started my master's program down there, but then I ended up transferring up here and finishing and completing my uh, dual master's program. So
1: Look at Carl, just for you. That's, that's a major step um, during the school process. I mean, the education is first, right? I mean, well, not first, I would say, but it's in this process, it's key. Where there's some times where it got really difficult for you, especially I know going through that first, you know, undergrad, we, we get, we push through that, but to consider going, oh, I'm going to get another degree. Like that's a whole nother ball game. I remember like the back of my hand, I was like, oh, Aspirations of coaching junior college so in California, you have to have a master's. And I was like, "I had to go get a grad school." I had to right. ten years off between school. I was like, nah I'm cool." And I was like, "No, if I want to have it, I got to have my resume because I'm a professional now as well, so I teach part time." <laughs> but I was like, the first day, I was like, "I'm about to cry." Like, <laughs> I had been to school. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, thankful I made my undergrad degree. I was like, "Man, of course." My other half was like, "No, nah, go ahead, do it. You got to do it." She's getting, it. of course, she got her PhD. I was like, "I'm not doing that." But I was just like, "This is difficult trying to work full time, you know, do certain things." And I was like, "Whoa." But then accomplishment again was like, oh, I did that, like it was done. But that initial first step was like, uh, uh, I put it off for probably two, three years before that. Anyway, but I was just like, so how was that like? For you? Did you go right in? Did you continue, or did you take a little time off?
0: So um, I took like I think a year break. Um, but my my godfather, he's actually a retired superintendent, so I come from a long lineage. Education uh, like, your family, yeah. Educators <laughs> like, don't do it, do do it. I'm like, nah, I barely got. It. That took me. I'm not gonna tell you how long it took me to finish my BA, but I'm like. No, I don't want to go back. And he said something so profound. And I know a lot of young people watch your podcast, mm-hmm. and, and um, a lot of people who are in sports. And I play ball. I still mm-hmm. play ball, but I played ball growing up. And so awesome. um, he told me. He said, "When you go, when you get into your master's program, all you're doing is mastering what you already know." So I want to share that with hmm. everyone, like all you're doing is mastering what you already know. Yeah. You know, when, when I took my um, when I went through my undergrad, I was learning. Right. You learn still, mm-hmm. but it's a different type of learning. It's like, oh, you're being introduced to these concepts that you've never seen or heard of before. But when you're in your master's program, you, it's so targeted into the core of what it is that you want to learn to the point where you are just like like that's how I was. When I got there, I wasn't scared. I was excited. And then when I started to get into my classes, I'm like, wait, most of this is based on how I perceive things. And that's what I want, right? Like my approach, I can, I, I live outside the box. I don't think outside the box. I live outside the box. Mm. So with this profession, it allows me that uh, flexibility that I need to be able to like totally authentically and genuinely like just be me. And mm. so that's what kind of, that's that, that was my, my, nice.
1: that's what's up. Um, at what point did you go into, as far as you know, like you said, business for your or the LLC or business for yourself? Was it a uh, always uh, once you got to the field of work? Okay, this is my angle, or was it like okay, you know what? I was working here. This is what I want to do because, as we know, sometimes you, we we work for the people, we work for different things. We're like, you no, know I could actually do this myself. Or w- w- when did that plan start coming to form? Or how did it, how did it get on paper? I would say how you start making steps to, So
0: that's that's a great question. So as a <laughs> as a kid. I was an entrepreneur. So I was selling Kuda, Kool-Aid on the side of the street. I would take my, my dad's packages of Kool-Aid and like sell it on the side of the street to like the ice cream man and people walking by. So I had like this entrepreneur's like spirit since I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I was in my undergrad, my, I mean, I'm sorry, my master's program, I told myself, I don't want to get another job unless it's in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was on a plane and two people were walking by and they just look really cool. And I have two seats next to me and I'm, I love people. So I'm just like, you all can sit here if you want to, and they're like, oh, thanks. So they sat down, and I was studying to uh, sit for like a, a essential part of my uh, master's program, taking it to like the next level. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they sat next to me. Long story short, uh, they were looking at what I was studying. They were like, we would, you know, our CEO is looking for someone like you, and I'm like, well, what is it that you do? And so they, they started to kind of explain educational consulting to me um, in the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard of equity, I was like, oh, you're talking about owning a home, you know, when you when you purchase a home and, and they were like, no, not nah. that type of equity. And I was like, what? And so they started to explain to me what it entailed. And I was like, well, I've always wanted to be a, I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to travel for work. I always wanted to be like, you know, here's your hotel room, you got two mm-hmm. days, you know, mm-hmm. you just feel, you feel legit. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, I kind of want that lifestyle to kind of see how it is. Mm-hmm. And so um, the CEO flew me out, paid for everything, uh, allowed me to kind of observe and see what they do, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I love presenting. I love speaking. Mm-hmm. I, I love connecting with people. This is kind of like right up my alley." So I did it for about I think a year and nine months, and I was like, "All right, God, it's time to go." I was mm-hmm. like, "It's time for me to go." I think I got everything I need to just mm-hmm. go off on my own. And God was like, "No, not yet." And I was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean "Not yet. I'm. It's it's going left now. They ain't treat me the way that I'm supposed that I mm-hmm. want to be." And he's like, No, not yet. You still got some more things you got to learn. And I'm like, "All right." So at that time, um, finally, when he gave me the green light to go, I left the first year of starting my own business. I just stepped out on faith. I was like, God, I can do this in my sleep. Like, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to be able to have the the room to be innovative to the point where I wanted to like my 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 uh, bio says, merge psychology with education. I'm just like, I know what's missing because I was still doing therapy, which I'm doing therapy now. But most of my, like, when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. my caseload switched to teachers. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of teachers coming to me on their breaks, sitting in their cars, mm-hmm. ta- crying and talking to me. And I'm like mm-hmm. trying to motivate them to get back in the classroom. And then the other half of my caseload were students. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, hold on. This is a very unique position to be in. I'm hearing the, the needs from each side. Why don't I just take this information and try to create content? under that umbrella of equity, but put my spin of psychology on it. So I have like presentations um, titled, you know, um, uh, becoming fearless in the education as an educator. Mm -hmm. But that becoming fearless, I changed that educator, you know, the end of that presentation to just becoming fearless as Mm -hmm. whoever, whatever position you're in. And so just being able to take what I've learned and put it into my own, it just inspired me to like, just say, you know, what, just go for it. My first year was kind of rough doors are being kind of closed on mm-hmm. me and i'm like no one really knows me mm-hmm. that's why. but um once i once a door opened and people started to see who i am mm-hmm. what i'm about and what it is that i do it's like
1: star flood gates you and know, open up
0: yes so yeah
1: that's good that's what's up i mean that's what that's what happens is the consistency you um, know even with work and what i'm doing now it's like everybody keep doing you gotta get past the first year mm-hmm. you get past second year third year okay you get take, you get that third year and your belt your mainstay of, like don't stop you get to 100 episodes like that you gotta keep going but it's that ooh, it didn't work or i gotta try it again it's, you know you gotta stick stick it out that consistency is key
0: we'll be right back with more 94 feet with coach jt You're an entrepreneur. You take risks. You're a trendsetter who stands out from the crowd. You're a business owner who makes more than just money. You make
1: a difference. Sargent Branding Firm exists to help you do what you do best,
0: change the world, get everything you need to elevate your brand, and have a professional website at hmm. Vicky Cakes dairy-free pancake and waffle mix is the heart of breakfast. Bring your family back to the table for good food and good memories.
1: Shop now at VickyCakesOnline.com. And now back to the show. So, how refreshing was that to you yourself to actually get 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 it open, get the door open first off, walk through it, kick it down, and now be consistently doing it to where you're feeling. Comfortable you like oh, I made the right decision and you can see the effect of it's having on people that you serve
0: Man, it's it, seriously. It's mind-blowing to me. I, I've done. I've been in so many different positions um, Where I'm able to take the knowledge So I used to work at a trauma-informed care center in Sonoma, mm-hmm. California for years and so just being able to See the change that I made there and like you said with the educators I've realized it's more with the diversity equity inclusion world Um, when you get in there and you start teaching about diversity, equity, and inclusion, you start to realize that there's so much, um, self-reflective reflection work that needs to be done Mm -hmm. where just because I'm an educator, that's just a title, right? That's just a hat that I wear, but there's so many things that I need to go get through myself in -hmm. order to be able to give. And my mom, she's 70, she's so wise. And she always says, you know, you can't give what you don't have. Right. Mm -hmm. So as an educator. I may be having a bad day or whatever the case is, I may be triggered triggered because a student says something or does something. Mm. And I may not even know that I'm projecting, right. But you come to one of my trainings, not only are you going to understand projection, <laughs> right, but you're going to understand why you're projecting, you're going to be able to heighten your awareness around your whys. and then I love to provoke thought. So I'm gonna give you some some theory, some of my theories that are literally gonna make you think like, wait, what is this true? Is this something that I've been doing that I didn't even know that I was doing. And so being able to see like the aha moments on mm. um, individuals' faces it, is amazing to me. And not just in the education room. I know, you know, my business is education and consulting, but I work with a lot of nonprofit organizations and youth. I go all over California um, speaking to youth and I love just seeing their faces like I just did. <clears throat> excuse me. I just did a um, a uh, I don't call it a training, kind of like a workshop mm-hmm. um, down in Oakland. And I was uh, I had a group of uh, teenagers, our youth. From the ages of like I think they were about fourteen to twenty four, and so I was trying to increase their uh, their self confidence, right, their self esteem, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you're a vibe, and I love talking to them because I'm like, I'm a vibe, you're a vibe, right? And then yeah. the whole room was like, we a vibe, and the DJ turned the song on, and everybody yeah. was like dancing, and I was like, this is what it is, yeah, right? That, so that change,
1: that that being able to relate and use that terminology because yeah. I mean, they, they like to be at. Oh, yeah, I, I know that word means. Or yeah, yeah, okay. We're, yes, we have a a bit of an age difference. However, you know, I can relate, or I can say these words, or this is I'm, this is the same music. Okay, it's a little different, but I can enjoy your music to a certain extent. And you got to because really that breaks down the barriers, right? They say, oh, and, oh, and she looks like me. Oh, he looks like me, and exactly. we can talk the same a little bit. Okay, Absolutely. cool. I can open up. I can open. Up. I can try to change a little bit or take some information in because if not, as we know, they'll enclose. They'll they'll shut off or like that. So that's that's kudos to you and then being that they'll do that. Uh, well, Lisa, how are, you said that's rewarding, now I would say um, I work with a lot of different educators, different people in school myself. But I see, I heard one guy mention he was trying to reach like, like a th- ten thousand smiles or something like that. Or like you kind of have a that's what you're doing is kind of similar. You're affecting a lot of kids on a regular basis. How much of a, um, what keeps you going motivated? Because every time you see, it's a different group of kids. It's not the same ones. You may have some repeats, but you may, you're in different city, different school district. How do you keep going? Okay, you know what? Different group of kids I gotta get my energy up. I gotta, bring my, I gotta get this vibe right. How do, you, how do you, what do you pull it from?
0: I, you know, I, I pull my inspiration from God. I really do. Like I have a personal ra- relationship with the Lord. And then I have, I have two teenagers myself. And so I'll run stuff by them where I'm just like, you know, is this cool? And they're like, nah, no, that's whack. Right? Smart. And yeah, they're just like, no, nah, that's whack. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna try it anyway. And then when I get to the school, most of the time I'm speaking at their school, so when i go to their school the kids are like uh, it was so funny cuz I, I i used the um uh what was it i have a a, a saying focus on facts not feelings right mm-hmm. and so um and uh when i left the the pre- the training uh my kids came home and they're like mom all the kids are walking around talking about focus on facts not feelings and i'm like that's dope right it's a seed that was planted and they're taking it and they're running with mm-hmm. it and they're processing trying to figure out what that is and so my inspiration is my family um and my inspiration comes from God, because he allows me to do what I love doing. Like, this is not a job for me. Like, I, I just enjoy mm-hmm. what I do. So that's that's my inspiration.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it may take some people a short amount of time. It takes people a long long time, but if you find your purpose, I tell you, it's nothing like Absolutely. it better to do that be comfortable in it. You can get up in it. You can you can share with others. You can inspire. But also it's like it don't have that burden. I'm sure we've all had jobs or worked certain Absolutely. places. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll never forget. I was at I had an opportunity to work at DMV a while ago. But I think the CEO was like, man, you guys should uh work so you can live. You should live to work. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm out. And that's why I went back to school too. I was like, no, I gotta like, get my back. And I was like, hey, man, I know it, but that kicked me right out the door. I was like, okay, I'm out. I gotta go. I, I gotta go at this point. Went back to grad school right after that. So uh that was that was so, different. And I was like, man, live to live to work. And I was like, yeah. yeah, some people go to work every day. And I they gotta you know, working on it. I'm like, no, okay, you should work to help provide for your family or live oh, yourself yeah. and travel. I was like, okay, man, you know, so that was something I'll never forget. That's always gonna be stamped in what kind of that, another shift, another pivot on what I was going through for sure. Um, the marriage and okay, so we talked about the let's talk about the marriage and family part. Um, mm-hmm. That's not an easy field of work to be in. Because when you, you're you listening, you are providing information, you're narrating, you're doing a few different things. Uh, what are some of the just as far as like, the practices you may use when encountering uh, people in relationships, right? Because you have to really be really open minded to information you may know of or not know of, but how do you kind of even prepare yourself for that stuff because do you kind of everything i like pre-screened i'm just asking the question for me is that pre-screen stuff do you know what you're getting yourself into before you actually have i know you have like a pre-screening but does it kind of catch you off guard sometimes so you are like oh, i was not prepared for that
0: so that's a great question um i've learned when i worked at the trauma center i would get files before i would get to meet some of the boys and what i realized mm. is it would um shape how I saw them before I would even meet them. Mm -hmm. And so I told myself, okay, stop doing that. Don't Mm -hmm. look at files, right? Build a relationship with them first. And every time I would do that, it'd be total opposite of what the file said. Mm -hmm. So I just took that into, you know, what I do with therapy. So, um, I try not to read the assessments. Yes, there's assessments that have to be done prior to, you know, the client coming to me, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's before I even got here, I prayed, I said, God, don't ever send anybody to me that you have not equipped me to be able to help. So if you if anybody comes to me, I know that mm-hmm. God has sent them and I'm equipped to be able to support them. And so when it comes to, you know, relationships, I just think to myself, OK, <clears throat> it's funny because uh, I like working with a wide range of people. And I would say couples, I could do it in person because we have telehealth. Right. So I, I'm I'm strictly on online. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the pandemic, when I used to go in and, and work with couples, I'm like, y'all fighting over who left the toilet seat up? fight, you know, arguing over he left the cabinet open, he didn't wash his dish, y'all been married for 15 years, and you ready to get divorced over that, right. And so it's like, it, it to me, It it's just simplified my thought process. Like I said, I was married before. So mm-hmm. going through my own stuff has informed my practices to the point mm-hmm. where it's like, it's not that serious. That's like my whole thing. It's not that serious. Like, remind yourself why you even love this person, right? Remind yourself why you love you first, right? And then remind yourself why you why you chose this person. And then go back to easy, simple steps of date night, you know what I'm saying? Like you get, we get so caught up with life and Mm -hmm. life starts lifing to the point where it's like, we become so lost and it's just so simple. Sometimes it's like, he didn't close the cabinet. Close it when you're in the kitchen. (laughs) If he didn't put the toilet seat down, no, he doesn't put the toilet seat down. Just put it down for him and go to the bathroom. Like it's literally that simple. And what I realized is in doing this work. There's so much underneath it. There's layers to everything, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's not really the toilet seat is what? He cheated on you three years ago and you still holding on against him. And so everything he does irritates you. And so now you're just taking your anger out on him mm. because you didn't discuss it. Now you're here in therapy talking about the toilet seat, but in actuality, it's the woman cheating. So, Ooh. yeah.
1: Yeah, that, it can get there, it can get there. So, okay, well, this is still on topic there, but okay, I don't know we're in the world, right? Social media and TV stuff if you're able to answer this, how do you feel about all the exposure to people's relationship on the TV screens and networks that to me, sometimes I'm like, they're for TV shows and ratings. I I personally, sometimes, I don't just like how they portray people or relationships to be all the time. I mean, just different people, no matter what race or color, for views, for ratings though, because there's people out there trying to do good work. People trying to save their relationships or people out there trying to equip and do better, but then you see this and they think we all act like this or do this character and I'm like, no, that's not it, but that's what sells that's what makes money and that's exactly. what gets views
0: mm-hmm. so you're asking me what, what was the question just in was- general
1: overall how do you just feel about the exposure of the like you said the part where she's irritated all that but you don't see you i mean you start to see more now about oh i love her i love him because of this you're seeing but you know of course right um conflict and fighting stuff that gets the to top of the the ratings and numbers mm-hmm. but just as, as a person who's trying to help mend or solve it or you know what i mean take care get people better just to see the opposite kind of always be glorified and big screen what? so much
0: So so for me, it goes back to why a part of why I do what I do. Right. Mm -hmm. So in educational consulting, when we talk about equity, we talk about implicit biases. Right. And with implicit biases underneath that umbrella, we talk about um, how social media is such an influence on how we perceive things. Right. And so when I think about how social media is portraying um, what you just said, using that example, it's like you really have to decipher for yourself what is real and what is not. And then two, you got algorithms, right? So if I'm sitting up here and I literally have been cheated on or, you know, or I cheated or whatever the case is, just using that as an example, I'm gonna start looking at videos to validate, right? Subconsciously validate what it is that I just went through. Mm -hmm. And so all it's doing is feeding whatever it is that I just experienced. And so I always say, you know, whatever you feed is gonna grow. So if you're trying to heal, then feed your healing. And if you're feeling, if you're healing, looking at videos and looking at social media, that is uh, fueling what you just experienced, and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's countering how you're trying to feel or what you're trying to get to. Now, don't get me wrong, feeling sometimes lie but what I'm saying is, what your healing process? What does your healing process look like? Mm-hmm. Right, really assessing for yourself what that looks like, and then just being able to kind of decipher what it is that that is worth watching, right? And I feel sorry sure. for our youth because they have access at the, their fingertips so much you no know? and it's like you parents
1: and even they don't even filter well they're not going to feel they're going to want to see what's going on exactly.
0: but they can't filter
1: out what they should be looking at or what they shouldn't be even as adults too we should okay i'm not even watching that i mean i've heard some discussion people saying man don't follow all these things on instagram or if you had to do it before you might want to just delete them. You, I mean not delete, you want to not follow them because they're putting those thoughts in your you're seeing I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that makes
1: if if it's outside of mind, you're not gonna think about it as continually if you're seeing it constantly through your feed. you like exactly. and I was like, that makes sense. Um and the students, as we know, right in education too, like it's everything mm-hmm. via phone, conversations or whatever they have access to so much. Um Absolutely. so I actually worked at the I man children's home before for a while for years. Trauma is just, you know, it's 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 no age, no color or no Good. size. But mm-hmm. um First off, as a person who is trying to support a student or an adult or a child with trauma, you got to be a special person. Yeah. <laughs> you got a certain heart, but also, but just for you, I'm gonna ask you, person, how do you recover yourself from the trauma information you may may hear? Because I know some of the stories I've been through with students, or I've heard or I've seen or I've been there, and I'm like, man, ooh, that was rough. Or I don't know how I could have did that. But how do you kind of, what do you do to heal yourself from that work?
0: repair and we'll keep going. Uh that's a good question. So my first thing is I have I I have to really understand what trauma I'm experiencing at in that moment, right? Because mm-hmm. again, as a uh someone who's supporting others uh through their trauma walks and I want people to know that you are not your trauma, mm-hmm. right? Trauma is an experience. It's a part of it, it's it's something that has happened to you. It's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And so um I have to r- remind myself that I've experienced some trauma and there's a chance that I may be triggered when supporting others. So I got to work through my own stuff first, right? Before I can step into, or while I'm, I'm working with others. Um, but the way that I, I ensure that I stay on track with my own healing or, um, I'm, my triggers are not to the point where I'm um, creating additional harm to others is I have to, there, there are certain things that I do for myself. So one thing I do is like, it's like self care, right? So I ensure, you know when i do speak to whoever it is that i'm supporting that i'm real with them and it's kind of like what you just said right like i've never i'll tell them straight out i've never experienced what you experienced before i have no idea how that feels but i'm here and i'm going to support you the best that i know how and um but i need us to be open with each other right and that may not be something that it it, you know that that's easy and i don't call i don't name trauma for somebody right so someone is explaining ex, expressing and explaining their experience to me. I'm not gonna say, oh, you experienced trauma. I'm not naming that for them. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. walk them through so that they can understand what they're experiencing and they can name it for themselves. And so that we can process from that point on. But I think it's just, you know, for me just being genuine, being who I am. And so when I do walk away, I know that I gave everything that I could in that moment, Mm -hmm. which helps me continue my healing process so that I can continue to try to help others heal.
1: How refreshing is it to help assist somebody in dealing with or overcoming or managing their trauma
0: oh my gosh it's it's total total validation it's kind of it's kind of selfish in a way if you think about it well you're like
1: i did, hey, that. I did that. that but that's but but people who don't do it often or regularly the work that it takes you're like man it is like constantly for yourself too yeah i'm happy for them but i'm like oh i was happy to help assist i was a mental health therapist i mean uh, advocate for a year and a half too and i was like just trying to guide youth a little bit better like be a little bit better and they come back and say hey i'm doing better i was like Oh yeah give you a high five but that's really for me too like we, yeah. we did that together that's, yeah but that's what it should be because it's not a, it's just not it's not for everybody
0: it's not it's not <laughs> and it's not simple either it's not, it's, simple. not. It's, it's you literally have to be gifted you literally have to be gifted to just be able to like walk someone through and for them to trust you that's the big to thing to be able to like walk with you and i always tell people when they come to me i'm like i'm not here uh, people come to me can you fix me no because you're not broken let's mm. start there let's start mm. there you're not broken and and secondly, I'm not carrying you because I can barely carry myself, right? Mm. So I can walk alongside of you, but you're you you determine how long I, I'm here, right? So if you can't if you start to get to a point where you you start to endure challenges where you're like, I can't do this anymore. And then you say, All right, I'm cool, I'm good, I don't need you anymore, that that's your call, right? Because mm. I can't be, I can't, I'm not gonna force myself on your journey. And that's what I want people to know too. Like healing is not a destination, because if we look at it as such. We're gonna get irritated and agitated and upset when we don't arrive, right? But mm-hmm. so if we understand that it's a journey, when we hit those milestones, we celebrate versus become irritated or frustrated.
1: As my sister would say, that's good. She'd be in church. That's good, that's good, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. That's good. That's, I'm, I'm gonna quote her right there. That's good, that's, that's what's up. Oh, that's that's definitely dope. Um, gotta take a second though. If people are interested in your services, oh. information, where can they find you? Definitely give it, you know, gotta take time out right now for sure to do that.
0: Absolutely. So um I'm on LinkedIn and um my my LinkedIn uh I guess my what is it called? Your handle is uh coach J. Um on Instagram it's coach J50. And then um you can find me on my website, which is ww.w dot coach um, that's you like know, the best way to get get in contact with of you.
1: course and I'll make sure I post it when we get when the episode is out um with we as well. But so Going forward, um, in your work in your practice, anything that you want to share is coming up. You got anything coming up that people can attend, or where you're going to be speaking? I'm not sure. You know, just let's get it out there. I don't know if you're willing to share anything you got working on or coming up that we could be on the lookout for as well.
0: Um, do I have anything? Well, I mean, if you're it, it, regardless of your organization, uh, school district, mm-hmm. um, if you're a for-profit, it really doesn't matter who's on the other side of of, of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I work really well. I'll, I'll start like this so the areas of my expertise is restorative mindset and just to explain what restorative mindset is it's just being able to heighten awareness so these are three pillars of my business heighten awareness help others understand their why and then help others think past their own thinking so that's my that's the three Mm -hmm. pillars of my business so if that's something that you all are interested in regardless of where you work what you do you can be a a a religious affiliation or you can you know like i said nonprofit education doesn't really matter i do travel Um, But if uh, you are interested in restorative mindset, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, SEL, which is social emotional learning, Mm -hmm. uh, trauma informed care, we all need it. We all need it. So um, that that's literally what I do. And so right now I'm working with um, uh, some school districts, nonprofit organizations, Sierra Health Foundation, my brother's keeper. I love them. Um, But it doesn't really matter who's on the other side. So if that's something that you're interested in, please, please get a hold of me.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you just gave us your three pillars. But at the end of all my shows, as you know, in the basketball world, we call the triple threat drill, yes. pass shoot. Right. But I asked all my guests at the end of the show. Give me your personal triple threat. Right. So three things that you either hang your hat on or kind of you walk by, have that. Whatever it is, give me your personal triple threat. So somebody listening or li- or watching the show can say, hey, oh, that's coach. That's coach Jay. This is her. That's her triple threat.
0: Uh, oh, that's a great question. My first one is don't take it personal. I think that's my first one. So my. Okay. People people always uh, say, like, you know, um, they did this to me or, you know, I felt this way or they made me feel this way. And it's like, do they know you on a personal level? If they don't, how can you take it personal? Right. So I I tell myself, don't take it personal. Um, The second one is to just be genuine. Be who you you are, like your authentic self. Everybody's not going to like you. And and that is an indicator that you're actually being who God created you to be. Right. Because everyone's not going to like you. And I think my um, my last one. Lastly, I think it would be. I know this is corny, I think it's just be kind. That's
1: that right? can go a long way, right? Right.
0: Like, just just be kind. Like you don't gotta be. You you don't have to be not nice. Like be <laughs> right. ki- like be yeah. kind. It's free. Smile. Yeah. You know, if something happened to you in life and you're having a rough time, uh, you don't have to fake it, but just don't don't project that onto others. Go go find support. You know. Yeah. Uh, g- real quick, a go great, uh, a great um, resource to find a therapist is Psychology Today. A lot of people don't know that, but if you go to Psychology Psychology Today, type in your information, you can find a therapist. But I always say I have a clothing line. This is not a plug, but it is plug. Um, I have a clothing clothing, gotta plug clothing it. line. A plug, you got to <laughs> plug your
1: line. That's, what, that's why we're here, right? That's why we're here. Put it out there.
0: And the clothing line is: um, uh, we need God and therapy, right? Mm-hmm. We need both we, we need, yeah, don't don't get me wrong god is good all by himself yeah. but we all we, we're in need of of therapy support mm-hmm. right and so um i think that would be my my three that's just, what's up yeah just be nice that's once
1: again fun. you guys can find the website www.coach-jae.com for, um to get in contact with coach j and um yeah definitely tap in a resource. Um it's a lot of schools in Sacramento County. As I know, I'll definitely be tapping in and make some referrals for you, do my part. And that. um I appreciate you taking time out today to do definitely. we finally made this happen, but I'm sure we're gonna get on the education tip a lot more. Got some other things working too for some of the nonprofit now as well. Um, oh, I can ahead. definitely yeah definitely funnel some information around and it's a lot of things going on right now. So I'm just trying to be I guess I can be that highway for a lot of people. That's why I'm that's why we're doing this too. So
0: awesome. I
1: appreciate your time. We'll be in contact soon. My I appreciate pleasure. you again all right you heard your first coach Jay and Coach JT on 94 Feet with Coach Coach J's. We out. Thanks for listening to 94 Feet with Coach JT. Subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, and follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: This is a production of 1217 Media.